Good morning, everybody. This is Dr. Ryan Berlin and Ashley Berlin. You're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station, the show about maximizing your health without drugs and surgery. How are your New Year's resolutions going? Whoa, that's a tricky question. <laughs> By this time, uh, statistically speaking, there are a lot of people who aren't um, sticking to them and doing well. And so what we're going to talk about today is not about making a, you know, a, a wish list that dies after a week or two. It's not about, um, you know, setting some big, hairy, audacious goal that uh, is is unrealistic and, and you're not going to hit. It's not about... It's also not about, you know, being the person who's like, I'm not going to I'm not going to make a resolution. They don't work. I'm not going to make a resolution because uh, we know that that way you're guaranteed to be a loser. Absolutely. Nobody (laughs) nobody likes being called a loser. But the reality is 80 percent of people fail on their resolutions by mid-February. But 100 percent of the people who don't make a resolution aren't going to hit that goal. Right. Like they're, they're not even picking a target. It's like the Wayne Gretzky quote about you miss 100 percent of the shots that you don't take. And so the reality is, what do we need to do? So today we're going to be just talking about a concept of starting with the end in, in mind, reverse engineering this process. So what I want to ask you guys, and this is the big question for today, is how are you going to end 2020? I love the shift in perspective there. What is your health going to be like December 31st? 31st. <laughs> December 31st, <laughs> yep. 2020. What yep. is your health going to look like? What is your fitness going to look like? What is your nutrition going to look like? What size are you wearing? What habits have you formed? Who are you? Better yet, you know, where, where are you in your health? Yep. December 31st, 2020. And then the next question is, who do you have to be to get there? Because it's more about who do you have to become to be that person. And I'm going to share a story with you guys, something that happened this week in our office that, you know, I, I had a patient who literally had this same exact, you know, experience that she, she, I asked her this question, what are you, how are you going to end 2020? Because, you know, we're, we're doing a, a talk in my office and that's what this today is based on. And I'm sharing with you guys some of the stuff that I'm going to be going over, but um, I, I asked her that question and she said she's already lost quite a bit of weight. You know, she probably had a couple hundred pounds to lose, 200 pounds to lose. So um, she's already lost probably 80 and she wants to lose at least 50. Well, she yeah, at least 50 more. So she had at least 130 pounds to lose. And when I asked her that question, she said, I want to lose 50 pounds this year. And she said, I told my mom that. And my mom said that it's not possible. It's not healthy, that it would be dangerous and, and all these things. And so immediately I, you know, like I had to stop this mindset that she had going on very quickly. And so I I looked at her and I said, number one, your mom doesn't know what she's talking about because you can lose 50 pounds this year. In fact, it's a very healthy goal. 
that if we talk about ending 2020 50 pounds lighter, we're talking about a pound a week. And there may be some weeks that you actually lose five or six pounds and some weeks that you know, there might be six weeks where you don't lose a pound. But averaging a pound a week is not dangerous. You could have a couple of good bowel movements and lose a pound potentially. <laughs> so it's not a dangerous thing to lose a pound a week. It's actually a very attainable goal. And I think that's awesome. And your mom doesn't know what she's talking about. So you got to be very careful who you let speak into your life. You can love your mom and not listen to her. Yes. You know, this woman is 65 years old anyway. So why is her 90 something year old mom telling her how much weight she can or can't lose? <laughs> it's it, Our parents have an influence over us for a very, very, very long time. And so I looked at her and, you know, think about this. Maybe there's someone in your life who's speaking into it in a way. And they they I have a great friend. His name's Nick. And, and, and my buddy Nick one time. We were having a conversation and then somebody walked up into our conversation and they started saying some stuff that I knew Nick didn't agree with. And he literally just walked away. And then that person continued to talk to me. And then eventually that conversation ended and I found Nick again. I was talking to him and he said, hey, sorry for walking away, but I get to choose who speaks into my life and he doesn't get to. Wow. And I remember hearing that and that, that was a mindset shift for me. I thought, man, who am I listening to that I don't need to be listening to? And so for this lady, unfortunately, for some of us, it's a family member. For some of us, it's a, you know, coworker. For some of us, it's, I don't know, it, 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 maybe it's, it's, you know, something you heard a long time ago that you thought to be true and it's just not. But I'm here to tell you that if you want to reach your goals, you have to protect your headspace. You have to decide what you want and then only listen to people who are going to move you in that direction. If somebody tells you it can't be done, if somebody tells you it's this, don't, don't listen to them. Yep. That's not how the Wright brothers flew, flew an airplane. No, that's not how any that nobody did anything special by listening to their haters. It, yep. Yep. You're exactly right. I, and I love the boundaries. I think that that's when when I think about that situation where, you know, not letting somebody speak in, speak into my life or walking away from a conversation when I know somebody isn't saying something that's going to be productive for me. Um, for me, I don't think that I've in the past set firm enough boundaries and so for me, I, I, maybe I didn't want to hurt their feelings or maybe I didn't want to disrupt, um, you know, the flow of conversation or, or something like that. And, and I think that when you, when you have those very clear boundaries set, yeah. that when you run into that situation, it's not, you're not internally, you're not going to go, oh, but I just don't want to hurt their feelings. You're going to honor your boundaries. Absolutely. And I think you have to, you have to know where they are and you have to respect them yourself because you know that the thing that you're trying to pull off or that you're trying to do is worth it. Yes. And, and, and that, and that, and you have to know that you can achieve it too. So I think that's a big part of it. You know, here's the thing I looked at her and I said, you love your mom. And she said, yeah, I said, great. Love your mom, but don't listen to her. That's so good. And like, you don't have to tell her to her face. She's wrong. Just know that she doesn't know what the heck she's talking about. You know, there was a large number of people when when I owned my gym that would come in and uh, I remember in particular one lady in particular who had lost 40 pounds with us and then um, stopped coming in to train with us because her husband didn't want to see her progress any further with her weight loss. Um, That's crazy. Yes. And, you know, I there, sometimes being able to recognize, um, you know, and unfortunately they had some things that they had to work through. Right. Yeah, to reconcile through here, here. Well, so here's the thing is it made him feel uncomfortable. Right. Because she was progressing in her life and he wasn't. Right. And here's the reality. Sometimes people, you know, that's good. He should feel uncomfortable. Yes. And the the flip side of that is if he feels uncomfortable enough, then maybe he will she'll she'll be leading him 
And I think that there is a time where <clears throat> you your success makes other people feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Your success in weight loss, your success in, you know, I, I one of my buddies, um, he's been very successful in almost everything he's done. And I just watch how, you know, when he goes into a room to speak, uh, People love to just knock him down a notch yeah. or so, yep. and um, and it's funny because he he takes it in stride and he does really well with it. But it, that's just kind of a thing that when you make people feel uncomfortable, sometimes your success makes people feel uncomfortable, and and so when you're successful in something, you have to be okay with knowing that some of that's going to come your way. But the, understand this, that if you're succeeding and you're making people feel uncomfortable, you're only inches away from moving them. You're only inches away from mobilizing them. You're only inches away from being an influence to them. And they, they may not say it now, but they will say it in the future. So if you're feeling like you're making some people in your life feel uncomfortable because you are doing things and reaching your goals, you know, maybe you're not going out and eating, you know, the same things they're eating. And so when you order the salad and they order the pizza, they're like, oh, I remember we had some friends who lived down the street from us. They were really good friends of ours. And every time we were around, I remember it was like, Oh, you guys don't eat this or you don't eat that, but give 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 it like two or three months later they were juicing and working yeah. out with us and yeah. and yeah. you know, it was just being willing to um, you know I, I it wasn't really that uncomfortable for me, but I knew I was making them a little uncomfortable sometimes, but I wasn't really doing anything, you know, like yeah. that was that was negative. It was it was only positive. Right. So let's talk about this and break this down a little bit. I want to go through some because I know you've been reading and I'm doing some stuff on habit forming lately with, yeah. with the stuff that you've been, um, you know, your your coaching program that you've been working on. So I want to talk a little bit about habits and and break some of that knowledge down and drop some knowledge Absolutely. bombs on us about okay. habits. So I think what what you said before that. Oh, 80, let me let, let me yeah. interject real quick because I want to I want to say why why I want you to talk about this is that lady who wanted to lose fifty pounds. Think of thirty pounds in thirty days as is possible. People do it all the time, right? But you don't form habits in 30 days. No. You, those people gain, lose 30 pounds in 30 days. And then what happens is they gain back 40. Yes. Because they've done it on sheer willpower and starving themselves and doing whatever. Yes. Losing 50 pounds in 52 weeks, you have to form 52 weeks of good habits. Yes. So what I love about working backwards and reverse engineering this is think about where you want to end in 2020. Think about what that goal looks like. Most people, and I went to Tony Robbins Business Mastery this year. So this is, you ready? This was the $10,000 takeaway right here. Yeah. Most people overestimate what they can do in a year and underestimate what they can do in 10. And I'll change that for 2020. Most of us overestimate what we're going to do in a month and underestimate what you're going to do in 12 yes. if you stick to it. So how are you going to end 2020? Who do you have to become to do that? And what new habits do you have to form? So why don't you help us out on what it takes to form a habit and what habits look like? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. 80 per, what you said when you open the show up, 80% of New Year's resolutions fail and most of them by mid-February. That's astounding. Do you know in my gym and when I own my gym, when I own my personal training gym, everyone would say your busiest time of the year must be January because of all the New Year's resolutions. <laughs> and yes, we were busy in January, but our very busiest time of the year was always March. Yep. March was like... People are always surprised when we say that. Yes. Mar we could not keep up with the demand of March ever, ever. March a is the new January for resolutions. March is the new January. 
for someone for in the personal training industry for coaches because people try to do it on their own and then they fail and then it takes them a little bit of anyone who's like you know what i actually do want to do this and i'm going to go find but a I coach help. Yeah. and i'm going to follow through with it and i need help um then they then they landed on our door and they always landed there in march yeah that's the thing is you can't so wow you can't do it alone. And, and, and yes. so I, I would, as a chiropractor, I consider myself and in our practice, what we are to 500 patients a week and thousands a month is we're, a, we're their health coach. Yes. And what we do is we help guide them through achieving the greatest possible health they can. And we do that, you know, obviously through chiropractic, through nutrition, through all these things. But my goal is how do we get you to the highest level of health that we possibly can? Because if we do that, the chances of your symptoms going away are pretty darn good. Yes. If we do what the medical community does mechanistically and we focus just on your symptoms and relieving your symptoms, you'll never reach good health. You never will. In mm -hmm. fact, statistically speaking, just look at the medical field. We're treating cancer, heart disease. We're treating symptoms more than we ever have. And we have the worst health that we've ever had, statistically speaking. Right. They'll have you believe that they're actually doing a good, good job with heart disease. They're not. The stats say that it's getting worse. They'll have you believe that we're like curing cancer. We're not. The stats on cancer are worse. Yep. We have more cancer than ever in history. So it, it, it's, a, it's a farce. It's nonsense. The, the sick care model is over. It's done. I'll t I'm telling you, if you don't believe me, just mark my words right now. The sick care model is over. You're exactly right. It's um, over. Forbes released an article uh, just last week that said the top 20, their, their, their top predictions for disruptors in the next decade of what's going to drastically change in the next decade. And their number one prediction was that health care was going to be flipped upside down. Healthcare that. as we know it would be flipped upside down. But it's it's not going to happen by the doctors and the pharmaceutical companies magically going, oh, we're going to start doing a holistic, vitalistic care now. <laughs> right. No, what's going to happen is people like you who are sick of it, who are realizing that sick care doesn't get you to your goals and that if you don't have another way, then by default, you're going to end up going that way anyway because you don't have another plan. So nobody in the nursing home planned on being there. Nobody taking medication wants to take it. Nobody in the hospital was like, you know what I think I'll do today? I think I'll go to the hospital. Yes. Nobody, nobody got there by... You know, on purpose, they got there by accident. And so if you don't have another plan, if you don't have a vitalistic model, if you don't have something that's actually building health, that's actually working with the, the systems in your body that allow you to be healthy, if you're not working with someone that's coaching you through how to eat the right foods and do the right things, then chances of getting there are extremely low, near impossible. That you're not yes. going to get there without somebody. I mean, you can do the own, your, your own research. You could do this. You could take the collective, like I, the collective knowledge of me in 13 years of practice, the hundreds and hundreds of books I've read, the hundreds of thousands of dollars that I've spent to go to postgraduate training, to right. go to all these different things. You can go do all that, but it's going to take you hundreds of thousands of dollars, 13 years, <laughs> yes. and you know, and all that. Or you can hire someone or or work with someone. You don't even have to hire me. Just come to some of our events for free. Go to drryanlive.com. That's yep. where you that's where you schedule appointments. That's where you check out this podcast. That's where you go and listen uh, or, or sign up for our live events. So yep. go to drryanlive.com, D-R-R-Y-A-N-Live.com, and come to an event. And, and, and you know, I, I, I go do that. I don't go do this. I do that stuff for personal development, but I do that stuff so we can help serve more people. Oh, Absolutely. Right. And so, sorry, I know that was a rant, but I, I just, I really no, believe that what you're talking about as far as forming new habits, we need to lay some groundwork on. You listen to what Ashley's about to share with you because 
you have to make new habits. Yep. You have to develop good habits because you are your habits. That's it. You are your habits. Yes. You might not think you have habits, but you do. You have you have habits. You stay up to a certain point before you go to bed. You eat certain times a day. You stop and eat certain places. You you know, don't or do or don't exercise X amount. Those are your habits. And if you want to have a healthy life, you have to have healthy habits. And so it's not about New Year, New You, you know, January first, <laughs> New Year's resolution, blah blah, New Year's yep. Eve. Everyone was drunk on New Year's Eve, waking up like they're gonna have a good year. Like that's not how it happens. Like yep. that's fine. Party and do whatever you want, but wake up New Year's Eve and and, and realize that there's fifty two weeks of good habits to, to be made. Yeah. And start absolutely. making them. And that every single day we we are we vote our identity in through our actions. So our identity is established through voting and that voting happens through the actions that we take. And so when, when we ask those significant questions, like who do we want to be at the end of 2020, then that is those that um, directs the actions that we take and those votes that we put in and who we end up being at the end of 2020. So, okay, let's talk about habit formation. Um, here's an amazing book. You can pick this book up. It's by um, James Clear. It's called Atomic Habits. And the crux, the um, the the main heart of the book teaches us that we can build ha- building habits takes four laws. So there are four laws that habit formations happen around, and those four laws are one: you have to make it obvious; two: you have to make it attractive; three: you have to make it easy; and four: you have to make it satisfying. So any we can we can literally have any habit in any situation if we just check off those four boxes it can be established and so if you're looking at something in your life we just did this in our house um so we, i, I, yeah. I, I, I i'm going to cuz you i you, you have personal experience with this yep. so i'm going to give you an example and i want you to try to i think i could add to it too but i want you to tell me why it's working for me so i have a habit right now that i've created that I'm working out, I'm sweating 20 minutes every day. Yep. And I'm personally, the way I enjoy doing it most of the time, probably 80 to 90% of the time is getting on our Peloton bike. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And if, if you guys get a Peloton bike, uh, you, I don't have a referral code. <laughs> Feel free to re- use us as a referral. Um, I'm just joking, but I love that. I love that bike and I love the habit of 20 minutes. Yep. So Go through those four and tell me why it's working because I've been on it every day or I've sweated at least 20 minutes every day. Yep. So make it obvious. Um, you know, in terms of weight loss, making it obvious, a really easy one that you've done is just having your workout clothes literally as soon as you wake up in the morning, they're right there beside your bed. Yeah. So you can't like you can't even make it a step or two without hitting right into your workout clothes. And you're yeah. you're that's it's just it's a very obvious cue for you that, hey. And, and you helped me out this. with that because you said if I want to create this habit, it's actually the first action step. It's not getting on the bike. It's creating a smaller trigger that then is easier to do. So for me, it's getting out of bed, and this sounds silly, but it's getting out of bed and getting my workout socks and shoes on. Oh yeah. It, so listen, if I just get yes. if I just get my workout yes. stuff on, yes, then I'm gonna get on the bike. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yes, just putting the shoe, putting putting the workout outfit on, and you are um, like eighty percent there, pretty much. Um, so here's the next piece: make it attractive. Uh, there's a lot of people that will create a um, like a, a benefit reward for themselves. So let's say you love coffee, right? Mm-hmm. You make an agreement with yourself that says, "I am going to wait to give myself that coffee that I love until after I'm finished with my workout." 
So you're, you're just you're giving yourself a little bit of leverage. So, so it's funny because that's actually one of mine. I and but I believe it or not, I do it before because I want to I want it to be enjoyable. So I actually I love coffee in the morning. So I actually go turn on the Peloton. I go warm up my coffee. I make my French press and I take my first few sips of coffee and then get on the bike. Because and and it, that might it, be part of the attractive process yeah, for you. Yeah. It's an attractive process. It's making the coffee. It's sitting down with. Yeah, I feel the like I'm not withholding something. Yeah. I'm actually yeah. rewarding myself for being there and getting ready to get on it. Yeah, it doesn't always have to feel like like a withholding. Um, so let's talk a little bit. But about I didn't the even evidence. realize, like you and I didn't talk about this. I didn't even realize I was doing these things. And like as you're talking through, I'm going, I have actually that's oh, yeah. part of what's been doing this. So the next one, the number three is make it easy. And it's really easy for us. It's the Peloton bikes in our house. You walk downstairs and you yep. get on it. Yeah. So, you know, obviously Ashley and I owned a personal training and CrossFit gym for years. Um, we've done all kinds of different workouts. We've we've been Orange Theory Fitness. We've done yep. all kinds of boot camps. We've done CrossFit. We've done everything. We we have a Peloton bike and tread now. And I'll say there's, there's something really nice about just walking downstairs, <laughs> walking downstairs and getting and on the it. bike. Um, the other thing, uh, you know... Making it easy is just for me thinking about getting in my car, going to the gym, spending an hour, getting back in my car, driving home, figuring out in my day. It just it was just a lot of work. And so for me, I just had like 20 minutes. That's it. I just 20 minutes right. minimum every day versus an hour three times a week. An hour three times a week was so much harder for me than 20 minutes every day. Well, and we're in a season in our lives where we have three little kids. So for us, it's not just finding an hour to get in the car and drive to the gym and drive home. It's finding childcare yeah. while yeah. we're, while we, you know, like managing yep. all those pieces of it. Yep. And so, um, and it's, and it makes it all of the layers of challenge that, that, that puts on it is that any one of those layers can but, break down but, and the workout goes away but i don't think we're speaking like so i don't think that our way is the way like no. i think if you go to if you go to lifetime fitness and they have childcare and it's easy for you to go Heck and drop your yeah. kid off in childcare and then you can go work out absolutely but but the principle is that it has to be easy the principle is that it has to be easy and so whatever easy looks like in your life maybe it is driving to you know cross that cornerstone and dropping your kid off in, in child's in child care and working out maybe it's driving to lifetime fitness dropping them off in child care and working out maybe you don't need child care and it's literally what's easy for you is going down to the pilates studio and doing a Pilates workout and, and, you know, easy is, is right after, you know, maybe it's at 9am right after you drop kids off at school. That's easy for you. Easy is in so many different yeah. scenarios. And it it and doesn't so mean that the thing. work has to be easy. It doesn't mean, no. you know, like I, I think you can make habits out of hard things. Right. I just think you have to figure out a way to make it easy to wrap your head around. It. Like, yep. I think also it's how you perceive it, how you view it. If you view it as hard, yes. it's going to be hard, but if you view it as easy, it's going to be easy. So let's talk about the last principle of it, and that is that um, is it you have to make it satisfying. So here's one of the beautiful things Peloton has done with making it satisfying is that they have this app, this workout app, and it tracks the days you work off. It checks off boxes. They have challenges where you can win in the challenge, and it makes it feel very satisfying to go in. You can do this with an app like MyFitnessPal. You can go in. And there's, there's so many things that yeah, can make Yeah, people love things... seeing the little star pop up on their yes. Peloton like, oh, you had a five-day streak or a three-week yes. streak. or a... So for me, uh, checking off every – like seeing the calendar, just a blue dot every day. If you have an Apple Watch, it's closing the, closing the fitness loop. 
closing the fitness loop on it. Um, Heck, you want to not pay money to do this? Put a piece of paper on your wall with the days of the week and put a check mark or a star or a something on every single day of the week that you work off. And it will feel so it seems so silly and little, but it will feel so satisfying. So what's satisfying to me is it's the seventh. So we're less than seven. We're seven days into January and I'm already silver on my cycling challenge. I've gotten in enough miles. So it's bronze, gold and bronze, silver and gold. Right. And so I've already checked off silver on my cycling challenge. Right. Um, and so, you know, I'm just really excited about the the idea of it. Like achievement doesn't have to be the 52 weeks from now. Like I yes. honestly, I have a goal in mind of what's going to, you know, what my life's going to look like, um, you know, at the end of the year. I don't, one of my, one of my things wasn't necessarily like uh, physique. I didn't, maybe I should, but I didn't set a, uh, I'm, you know, I don't have a picture cut out of somebody that I'm going to look like <laughs> at the end of 2020, yeah. but I'm actually excited to see what it looks like because I know that I'm doing what it takes for it to be good. Right. And I'm just, I'm, I'm doing the daily habits and I, I think I might actually even surprise myself just by the habit creation. Oh, absolutely. Without, without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, you know, what's really interesting is that in terms of making things satisfying, um, this is a principle that I used to coach my coaches at my gym on, is that I said every single member that comes in every single day needs to walk out of here feeling like they won. I like that. And it might not be, everyone's not going to win the workout of the day. There's one workout of the day and there's, you know, 200 people that come into our gym and do that workout of the day. Yeah. There's one winner. And and if you want to divide it up in between male and female, then there's one male winner and one female winner. So there's 198 people who lost technically, yeah. but every you, single you one of them need to you. feel they need to feel like they won. Yeah, you versus you. So another principle that if and I don't want to just keep talking about Peloton all the time. Another principle that we can steal from them because I think they're doing it right. right? Oh yeah, they're that's doing why it right. they're creating the culture. Right. But I think um, and I think CrossFit does it right. Like CrossFit I think CrossFit does it, does it right. right too because the idea of PRs, personal records, like what one of my favorite things and least favorite things at the same time is when. When I get on the bike and I'm like, I'm not really going to go try to crush it today. I'm just going to sweat for 20 minutes today. This right. is part of, for me, making it easy. When you talk about making it easy yeah. is I don't put the pressure on myself yes. that I have to like go full tilt. Right. Right. I, I, my, my rule with myself is whether you feel like working out or not, just get on it and do 20 minutes. I don't care if I just pedal and sweat a little bit for 20 minutes and it's an easy day. Right. Right. I, I, I just want to close the loop, so to speak. That being said... When I get on there and I'm pedaling and all of a sudden uh, they have a little indicator that shows if you're on track to hit your best time in your PR. And sometimes I'm doing it accidentally and I'm like, oh, crap, now I got to go do this. Yeah. And I'll push it. And what blows me away is how sometimes I have no intention of making it a more challenging workout. But when it's all said and done, I actually hit a personal record or a PR because I'm 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 stronger today than I was the other day. Yes. I'm better yeah. today than I was the other day because of the habit. So it didn't even feel like... I was going after it, but I'm doing better because yeah. now it's easier. But it's not easier. You it, just got better. Life doesn't get easier. Yes. You get better. You get better. And what's interesting is life seems easier it when does. you get better. And I'm going to share another one with you. I didn't plan on talking about this today, but Tony Robbins talks about it when it comes to finances that you know, people think like money. So in the new year, like, oh, if I only had you know an extra $5,000, it would solve your problems. It won't solve your problems. Money only solves your money problems. Right. But here's the thing is that all of our problems, we're rewarded. Anytime we solve a problem, we're rewarded with new skills. And guess what your new skills afford you to do? Solve harder problems. So yeah. guess what you're going to attract into your life? 
harder problems. Harder problems, yep. which means now you have to solve more problems. And once you solve those problems, guess what you're going to get? New skills to solve what? Bigger problems. Right. And now that you've solved those bigger problems, you're going to attract bigger problems. But the neat thing is you're increasing your personal value. Mm -hmm. So the person who can solve the biggest problems has the largest value. The larger value you have, the more valuable you are as an individual, the more people will pay you, the more people want to be around you, Mm -hmm. the more. So uh, it's not just about habit formation. It's about increasing your personal value because as your skills improve, you have the ability to solve bigger problems. So for me, just getting on the bike and improving my skills, I'm solving one of the problems of being able to do a harder workout and it feel easier. Yes. But that now means that I have a larger capacity, which means now I got to go try some harder workouts. It's <laughs> so good. It, and but like once you get there, it doesn't feel like such an impossible thing. Can I offer something that's really interesting too about these these um these four tenets that we talked about on on how to build habits that um they are true and the converse of them are also true. So in terms of if you want to build a good habit and you have to make it obvious, if you want to destroy a bad habit or keep yourself from sliding on your good habit, then make the bad habits disappear, right? So when we talk about a principle of don't bring junk food, if you're, if you're trying to lose weight and you're trying to eat healthy or you're just trying to get healthy and who cares about weight loss, you have good food in your house, don't bring junk food in your house. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then the bad habit of eating bad will disappear. Yeah. And I have a patient who's trying to quit smoking right now. I told her it's really easy. Don't focus on quitting smoking and not smoking more cigarettes. Just don't buy any more cigarettes. Just don't buy any. Yeah, exactly. Like, like yes. Make yes. it really hard to get a cigarette. Yes. And, and, and so, so like if you, it gets really uncomfortable if you have to start bumming them all the time because then the people get really, they get tired of you quick. Yeah, they get tired of you really fast. If a habit is, if you want to make something attractive so that you do it, make the bad habit unattractive. For me, I quit the habit of eating fast food when I started viewing fast food as like infested with gross stuff. And when I started reading, digging into the toxic and that was, ingredient. Well, how long ago was that? Uh, 12 years ago. So you changed a habit and now how, how challenging is it to not eat fast food now? Zero percent. It's, it's not even, a, I, I, you couldn't, you couldn't pay me money to go eat at a fast food restaurant. So th- those, those tenants are beautiful. Make it unattractive. Um, if you want to, uh, make it easy, make it hard, you know, make it really hard to do the bad thing. Um, make it satisfying, make it painful, make it unsatisfying to do the wrong thing, to do the wrong thing. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that, Ash. I yeah. appreciate you working hard on that. I know you're, you're doing that for your own purposes and building a program, but I know you're doing it for other people. No, I love so it. I just really appreciate you sharing that because what she's get, what giving you guys is something that she's actually coaching people with and charging a good amount of money to, to do her coaching program to help people break the habit. So she just literally gave that, that one away for free. Absolutely. Um, you guys, if you're looking for someone to help you out, we'd love to be the people uh, at Align Chiropractic. You can go to AlignHealthCenter.com, but the website for the show, go to Dr. Ryan Live, D-R-R-Y-A-N Live, and check us out there. You can sign up for events, you can listen to the podcast, and you can um, you know, go and, and engage with us there. Thanks for spending time with us. You're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRC, The Talk Station.